Welcome to Resilient Moms Hope, Healing, and Living After Loss podcast. My name is Teresa Reiniger, and I am a mindset and grief transformation coach. I'm here to hold space for grieving moms to find support and resources to navigate the grief of infertility, pregnancy, or childhood loss. You will hear heartfelt conversations where practical strategies of healing will be shared. Inspiration and encouragement to guide you to find purpose from your pain. Thank you for joining me. I encourage you to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode and connect with me on social media. Now take a deep breath to feel safe. Lean in. Open your heart and find strength in the stories shared. Together, let's explore the power of hope, healing, and living after loss. Hello, friends. Here we are. It's November, and we are getting close to the holidays. So I wanted to, this entire month of November, um, really support and help you navigating through the holidays since it is just right around the corner. Um, In November, every day in November, um, there'll be a post on my social media on Living After Grief, um, Facebook and Instagram, with tips um, for coping with loss during the holiday season. Um, And so I've decided that My podcast for the whole month of November will be just really elaborating a little more on all of those 30 tips that will be shared through the month of November. So I want to start that this week with, I think it's the first nine tips that um, I'm going to kind of elaborate on today. And the other thing that I wanted to make sure that I shared with you uh, that's coming up here in November to also help you navigate through the grief is I am doing an online event um, on Sunday, November 12th. Um, that will be from 6 to 8.30 Central Standard Time. Uh, will be via Zoom. There will be a charge for that. It will be $11. And I chose $11 because 11 is um, an angel number. And so that's why I chose that number <laughs> because I just thought it was beautiful. Um, a beautiful number to have. Um, um, anyway, it's going to be a great event. Um, I have four other women that are going to join me for that event that are going to teach some coping skills, some holistic modalities uh, that you can use um, through the holidays if there's triggers for, for you or just for some good um, relaxation. So um, Bethany is going to share some grief yoga with us, and Heather is going to share some breathing techniques. Um, Jennifer is going to be teaching us some Reiki and um, some quantum healing, and then Connie will be uh, joining us also with some um, tapping, as long as some uh, as as well as some other. Uh, technique for healing. Um, And so I'm super excited about that. Um, The link for that will be in the show notes or it's also going to be on my social media platforms. You'll need to get registered um, 
by paying the, the $11, get registered, and then um, you'll be sent the link. So I wanted to make sure that I shared that with you. So the tips that I have, let's dive into that. So the tip one is feeling your feelings. This is, this is hard for people that are grieving. And I acknowledge um, and I understand that, it, that it's hard. And I know that the feelings, the emotions, tend to be kind of all over the place, especially during the holidays. Um, you could be sad. Um, you could be angry at one point, And then you may switch to more happy or joy as you're remembering previous holidays. Um, and so I just want you to know, um, as you're going through those emotions, um, that it's okay, you know, that it is okay for your emotions to fluctuate because they will. Um, at, on, in a normal, um, not holiday season, um, and in holiday season, everything is just a little more busy, hectic. Um, and so those emotions could change as well with that. And I want to just encourage you to make sure that you're allowing those feelings to happen and um, that there, there's no judgment and that you're allowing those to validate those feelings. And the important thing is to really allow the feelings to happen, no, no matter what that feeling is. And we know that it's important as well to, to not compare yourself to other people, what they're feeling. You know, we have a tendency to judge ourselves on how we're grieving. And grieving is very unique for you. So I just want to encourage you to not judge, allow your feelings to happen. And it is really important to acknowledge what those feelings are. And I encourage everyone to either speak out loud what those emotions are to someone so they can be released from your body. Um, when we name them, when we know what they are, it's easier to deal and handle those emotions. But if you're not a person that can speak your emotions to someone, I encourage you to write them down. And journaling, we know statistically, is so beneficial for people that are grieving. And so it's just important to write them down. And we know that when we write down what those feelings are, we can look back at them. And so that's why it's important to, like, even if you're speaking to someone about grief, that you'll also take some time to journal and write down. And um, I'm hoping at the, that online event that we also, <clears throat> excuse me, Talk about some journaling as well and just some techniques in that. But I'll just share real quick here. Um, journaling can be written like a paragraph, but journaling can be as simple as a word or a sentence. And when we can write that down day to day or every couple of days, we can really see how our grief is um, changing, how we're, we're moving.
moving through our grief journey, how we're working on things with grief. So it's important to name those grief, write it down. Um, if you can describe that feeling. Another thing is if you can describe where that feeling is in your body. Like I said, when we can name it, we can really feel it then um, we can work through our grief in a healthier way. Um, and then we can re help with those triggers um, by doing that. So number two, um, I've got my little notes here so I don't forget anything. Number two is um, write out those emotions. So we just tapped onto, into that a little bit um, with the journaling. Um, but we also, like I was started to just say, we want to um, identify those emotions. We want to describe those emotions um, during the holiday. And it's just so important, like I indicated, got ahead of myself, that it's so important to just to determine where they are in your body. Um, when you're feeling sad, is it in your chest? Is it in your shoulders, in your neck? Is it in your gut? Where is, is it in your head? Like pressure in your, in your head, your sinuses? Where is that emotion? Where are you holding that emotion? And I have ways to, when I work with my clients, help them to release um, that emotion from that area um, to give you some relief. And I have some techniques that I help my clients with. But just really make sure you're aware, be in tune to where that emotion, um, where that feeling is and where it's showing up in, in your body. That would be, that's really, really beneficial for you in alleviating um, that emotion. So the other thing I wanted to share is it's important to imagine um, things, for instance. Like think about how you want your holiday to be. Of course, I don't think there's anyone that wants their holiday to be super sad, um, don't want their holiday to be where you're emotional and crying and in bed all day. Nobody really desires and wants that. So I, I'm going to suggest this. And this just came to mind was that, you know, um, we've all heard, especially when it's time for the Olympics or sporting events, that Olympians will say um, when they've won a race, I envisioned that many, 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 many times that I would win that race. Like I played it out in my head and I envisioned it for sometimes years. So I would encourage the same. You might think, oh, that's a little crazy, Teresa. And I will share with you these kind of things, these techniques work. They just help with grieving. So if you can, like almost in a meditative state, um, imagine and play forward in your mind what you want those holidays 
what you want to happen during those holidays. You know, how you want, you know, Thanksgiving to be and how you want Christmas Eve to be and Christmas Day or if there's another day that you're meeting with your family. Um, how you want that day to be. And just really take time to imagine that in your mind. And do that as many times as you can, really, between now and that holiday. And when you do that, I want you to imagine what you see, what you hear, what you smell while you're there, what you're thinking. Like, use all your senses to, to imagine this. And like I said, I would like you to do that as many times as you can. And I am a firm believer in our mind is so powerful. And I have done this with other things. Um, and it's powerful. And so I wanted to share that with you. So um, in addition to that, um, let's see what else I have written here. Um, so really just processing those feelings um, of loss during the holidays and just proposing or, or envisioning um, what those holidays could be and that it's perfectly okay. Um, every, you're, you're not going to want to feel sad every day, but every day, um, if you can just imagine more okay days or more happy days as opposed to bad days, um, that would probably be beneficial um, for you and for everyone, you know, in your environment. So number three is don't resist the grief. And we've kind of talked about that, like be okay with the grief. Like there's going to be sad days and there's going to be days that too, that you really need to take care of yourself. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to stay home. It's okay for those days to do some self-care. Make sure you're taking that time, that you're not resisting the grief. You're allowing yourself to grieve um, on those days, for sure. This is important um, as you go through the holidays, but be prepared for those days to take care of yourself. And um, I just would encourage you to um, to think about what you can do to prepare for those days so that they're a little lighter and there's fewer of those harder days. Um, grief is just really, really more difficult during the holiday season. And I think we can ease that with some of these things that I'm sharing, um, like the imagining and being prepared and naming our grief um, and support and help you, really, truly. And um, that's important for me to, to help you with that. So tip four, um, show yourself self-compassion. So again, you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. We know that grief can affect you physically, mentally, and emotionally. We've been talking about the emotional part of that. So I want to talk a little bit about the physical part of that. Uh, we know that when people are grieving, it is very exhausting. Um, many people don't 
sleep well, many people don't eat well or exercise. And it's so important for you to do those things. So as far as the sleep, you know, if you need a nap during the day, take a nap. If you need to, I would encourage you to make sure that we know evening is one of the most difficult times for most people that are grieving. We're busy during the day and then things slow down towards evening. Um, and as it gets darker in the evening, those evenings become a little more difficult um, for those that are grieving. And so I would encourage you to have a routine for those evenings. Have a, what I call a bedtime routine. Like if you've had children or you've been around children, there's a bedtime routine that parents do with their children. Um, there's more, of, there's like a shower and or a bath and, and then there's reading and there's no TV and there's, we're starting to slow our bodies down. Um, and we can do that as adults too, and especially as we're grieving, like slowing things down, reading, relaxing, taking a shower, meditation, prayer, gratitude, journaling. Those are all really good things to do um, in the evening at bath. Um, the other thing is um, drinking plenty of water. Now, winter is hard for me to drink more water. I have a tendency to drink less water in the winter, uh, uh, and, and, and in the past anyway, I will say. Um, I've changed some things, so I'm, I have the outlook that I will drink more water this winter. Um, so what I would say, some suggestions for that is maybe buy one of those big jugs. You know, you've seen them where they have the time of day on them and you drink this much at, by this time of day. That helps get, you can see. It's a visual you can see and know that, oh, I've not drank enough water. Let me drink some. Let me get another glass from that or another squeak from that. Those are good things. Um, I have, I enjoy drinking water and that's why I kind of hesitated there. I know this winter I will be drinking more. We've just installed a water system that does um, so many healing properties within the water. This whole system creates healing properties for my body, um, puts in antioxidants, anti-inflammatories. It makes the, the um, water um, molecules, I guess it is, smaller, so better absorption. And I don't want to go into a whole thing about that, but just drink more water. It is so beneficial to you. So, and then the other thing is one thing that I just started doing, and I'm enjoying this. I've been doing this maybe uh, two months, I guess, is I take time every morning. And right now I'm bundling up in a blanket, but very first thing that I do um, is I go outside and I just sit and meditate and I listen to some meditation type things. And I just sit outside for 15 minutes, 30 minutes and relax and just be in nature. And um, just like I said, in a meditative, what I have found that that's done for me, it just helps me with more calmness throughout the day. When I start my day, outside in nature for 15 to 30 minutes, just sitting, 
I love listening to the birds, not as many of them this time of year because it's gotten cold, but the birds and the sounds, the trains, the cars, just everything that you can hear and really in, get in tune to what you can hear. You'll be surprised. What you can hear is just relaxing for me, calming. Um, it's amazing. So I do that, and then sometimes I'll walk, so I'll make sure I get some exercise in. I try to do that typically in the morning if I can. And so, like I said, this is all about physical. So um, sleeping, drinking, um, exercise. The other thing is eating. Um, as we prepare for the holidays, maybe preparing some meals ahead of time that are, are, are healthier, that you can um, quickly prepare. Um, it, it could be very beneficial. So eating is also an important part of that physical part. So tip number six, ask for help and support. And this can go right along with um, those meals if you want. Um, but we know during the holidays, there's just more to-do list. The list gets longer, more things to do. It can be overwhelming. We're already could be exhausted be with our grief. Um, and it's important that we take care of our bodies, which we just talked about, and um, be gentle on ourselves. So I would encourage you to ask for help and support. So if there's a shopping list, if you need to wrap gifts, if you need more meals, um, don't allow that to overwhelm you. I know that you have people all around you that have asked to help. How can I help? So those would be things that they can help you with. They truly can help you with those things. They can wrap gifts. They can shop for gifts. They can prepare a meal for you. Um, so really reaching out and allowing them to help you through the holidays. This whole thing I've been talking about, you know, could be difficult with emotions and, and all of those things. Let people help you and support you through the holidays. So tip seven is be specific. And that kind of goes along with what we were just talking about. Like, what are your needs? What do you need? And know ahead of time what it is that you you want. Um, what else do I have here? So kind of slow down. If there's traditions you want to do, it's okay to do them. If they feel good, if it doesn't feel good doing those traditions, it's okay to change the tradition or come back to the tradition next year. It's all okay, but be very specific with yourself and with your family around you on what it is that you want to do really through the holidays um, and voice that for sure. So tip eight, uh, set healthy expectations and boundaries. Hmm. That's important um, as we get closer to the holidays is really be um, realistic with your expectations of what you can do, really expectations for others. This kind of goes along with being specific um, 
we want to make sure that um, we don't set expectations that are too hard for us at this time. Because we know that there will be some heavier emotions at times. So we want to make sure that those expectations and those boundaries, like if you are not able to do all of the holiday things that you've done in the past, that's okay. That is perfectly okay um, to not do them this year and to just be very, very gentle on yourself and very kind to yourself by setting those boundaries um, for yourself and the expectations and for others as well. I'm looking to see if I have any other notes there. I think that was pretty much what I was going to say. I've kind of said some other stuff before. So tip nine, the last one that I'm going to do this week, and then we'll continue next week, is identify grief coping skills. And I'm kind of excited that I'm ending on this because I just talked about the event that I have coming up and where we will do a lot of coping skills um, that will help you. Um, and we know that triggers will happen. And so we just want to make sure that we've got some tools in our toolbox or in our tool belt that can help with those triggers when they come. And so at that event, there'll be um, some, some, some things there. Um, but we want to make sure that you are ready, like you have those things ready for you. Um, to do. So what we're doing there, I mentioned those, but some other things are just walking, um, journaling. We talked about that, listening to music. Positive affirmations are important too, ways that you can, um, as, a, as a coping skill when triggers are happening. Um, I just thought of something else and now it's left my mind again. Um, but those are all good kind of coping skills to have in your toolbox, have in your tool belt as you um, navigate this time of year. Um, and what else did I want to say? Just that I want to encourage you to sign up, get registered for that event, because these um, four gals and myself are truly experts um, in what they do, and I want them to help you and support you um, so that you're ready and you have a gentler um, holiday season. It's just so important to me that I share value to you with you and help you really navigate grief in general at any time. But the holidays, even myself, like tomorrow will be one year anniversary of my mom's death. And I'm with you. Um, I'm with you with your grief and I understand my grief and hopefully I'm, I'm helping you with your grief. Now, all of our griefs are different. Like I said at the very, very beginning, don't compare um, your grief with anyone else. Don't compare how you're grieving with anyone else. Um, and be gentle on yourself. So I hope these tips were helpful. Hope they'll benefit you through the holidays, um, if you need to, other more specific things, more detail on what I shared already, 
they'll be on social media, Instagram, Facebook. You can message me there. Um, you can reach out to me. Um, my information is always in the show notes. You can reach out to me um, and we can go into more depth um, specific for you. If none of those sound like, oh, I can't do that, maybe this. Let's talk about that. Reach out to me um, and let's see if I can support you. But I hope that these will help you um, navigate through those holidays just a little easier. So until I see you again next week, um, be gentle on yourself and love you and sending you peace and love. Thank you so much for joining me. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss an episode. Check the show notes for any resources mentioned during this episode. And I want to invite you to download my free guide at www.livingaftergrief.com forward slash grief hyphen impact hyphen wheel. It's called the Grief Impact Wheel and it's designed to guide you to begin your grief transformation. Also, remember that you don't move forward or allow your grief work to start until you begin to talk about it. I encourage you to move from that stuck state by talking with someone. Reach out to me or someone that can support you in moving forward. If you'd like to connect with me, you can message me at Living After Grief on social media or email me at Teresa at livingaftergrief.com. I can't wait to be with you again next week, and I'm sending you love and peace, my friends.